Good morning. Good morning. So what episode are we on today? See if you can guess. 14? Yes. Well <laughs> Two done. weeks. Yes. Yeah, 14 days. And I think 14 days is when people give up on um, their New Year's resolution. Yeah, it's like 14 or 16 or something like that, yeah. Yeah, so we're around that period <laughs> yeah. now. So a little way to so go. So watch this space whether we're here tomorrow or not. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right, so today, what are we talking about today? Freedom! <laughs> okay, is that your best Braveheart impression? <laughs> yeah, that's as good as it gets. Okay, so, um, yeah, so why did you want to talk about freedom today? Um, because I think obviously it's very um, fitting for this year because we've all had our freedoms to a large extent taken away yeah um and um both france and the uk are kind of coming out of their current lockdowns within the next week and a bit mm-hmm. um so people are kind of all talking about you know moving around more and freedom and christmas and, and all this kind of stuff and i keep seeing all this like it, the whole world seems to have moved christmas forward because everyone's fed up with this year. Yeah, yeah posts on social media oh, the and... amount of people putting up their like decorations and stuff now which is unheard of normally you normally get the odd one but... well my uh shout out to my stepmom uh, she has a tradition of putting her christmas tree up in october well, no, so i think did... it's normally november anyway yeah but, but she's this always october. Put well she no 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 she does it's october i thought she normally waited for halloween to come no, out and I don't think so. no. Um, no i'm pretty sure it's october oh, okay <laughs> but yeah her christmas tree anyway was up from october yeah uh, but yeah so yeah so freedom's an interesting one in that it's it's what a lot of people hope for when they start in business. Yeah. It's why they leave their jobs a lot yeah. of the time. They want to create a better work-life balance. Well, I right? think the microscope, because of this year, because we've had our freedoms taken away, has been very much on that. Um, but also, people are re-evaluating. So people have got redundancy or they've unfortunately lost their jobs or uh, their career has had to change or whatever it is. Um, people are kind of re-evaluating and, and this whole like online working that we've been talking about so much, which we've been living ourselves way before this year, right. um, people are more open to that and thinking, oh, hang on a minute, I can go traveling in the future when the world goes back to normal, or I can work from home, or I can leave my London city life and go live in Cornwall or whatever it is and, and still have a career or do what I want to do or build a business or whatever it is. I think people are being more open to like location independent businesses and not married to the nine to five thing um, and realizing that the world is a lot more fluid. Well, also, I suppose, I think we're all having an opportunity in 2020 to reevaluate what freedom actually is, Mm. right? So, because it's always been assumed, right? You always see like, it's like that thing you did with Braveheart just now (laughs) and all this kind of stuff. The, um, The premise of that is that those people should be free to choose their own destiny. They didn't yeah. want to be under the rule yeah. of, and give up their own traditions and everything else. Mm-hmm. And there's so many movies that talk about um, like protecting freedom and yeah. and like um, against tyranny and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, and one of the, one of the books I like I've talked to you about this in a few occasions, but everyone kept referencing. So so just to start. The, I think there's two different types of freedoms that we should talk about, right? I think we should talk about freedom as in 2020 freedom yeah. and like on a big level yeah. and who we are as human beings. And I think 
we should talk about freedom as in on a personal level. Yeah. Like, and what that means. Yeah. Right? So, so if we start with, like, 2020 and what that means, mm-hmm. right? So, um, in... So we experienced the lockdown and the talk of a lockdown from, um, we're in France at the moment. So it started about two weeks before here than the UK, didn't it? So it was like... Yeah. And and for those listening in the UK, I mean, I don't know about... Or other, the US. Yeah. Well, the US even more so because their, their freedom as such has been more than the UK. And the UK has been more than us. In terms well, it, it's state dependent though, right? Because yeah, certain but in terms of to... the strictness of the lockdown, I would right. say, I mean, I don't know about other countries, um, but I'd say that France compared to England, and I think compared to most of the states, um, has been very strict. I mean, the, yeah. the fines were huge if you were to break it. You, we have to have um, a form or a digital form every time we go out which you don't need in the UK, you can pop to the shop or whatever in the yeah, UK. Yeah, you can't. So as we're talking now, um, in late November of 2020, we are not allowed to walk more than a kilometre from our property. Yeah. And even if we do so, if we leave effectively the gates of our property, then we have we have to have some kind of documentation explaining what the purpose of that and is. And they, they are like a set of checklists as to legitimate reasons to go like doctors or essential items at the shop or driving your kids to school and that kind of thing but even in those parameters the maximum you can be out is for an hour absolutely so, yeah so and yeah. and then there's the adage adage challenge that uh, i don't know what the fine is this time around on it's the second lockdown the first but one the first one it was a three and a half so it was it was a three and a half thousand euro fine and potential like you could get put in mm. the like the local police cell yeah. basically um and so the fear for us was, we don't speak French. Yeah. Um, you, you speak some, but yeah. not very much, and I don't speak any. So if we're caught out and we can't clearly explain why we're out, yeah. then the reality is we could end up with a, with an, end up with a fine. And there was um, kind of rumours going around at the time that the police were being quite aggressive mm-hmm. um, with people when they were out and about. And so it's quite scary in that mm. respect because suddenly all these things being restricted. But well, in some s- of the French holidays, there was helicopters around as well, wasn't it, to make sure people weren't having yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. So we literally had, um, so I think it was both mili- military and police helicopters mm. were just flying back and forth. So we're out in the countryside, so it's very rare you even see much in the way of any vehicles mm. outside of tractors, um, but. We saw uh, there was just these pl- uh, police and military hel- helicopters yeah. were going back and forth, yeah. back and forth for long periods of time in, in the evenings, just monitoring effectively the traffic flow. On bank holidays, yeah. On bank holidays, yeah. So, um, so that's one level of restrictions that we personally experienced, and the other level of restric- restrictions that um, certainly we know is currently being imposed in the UK and is being imposed in France. Is this restriction on how you can spend your money, mm-hmm. right? So, how and where you can spend your money. Or what's so, deemed essential. Yeah, deemed it? essential yeah. by by senior or by officials yeah. to say, right, it's appropriate. You are. It's only appropriate for you to spend money in this place on these items. Yeah. And you can you, buy alcohol, but you can't buy baby milk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was crazy, right? <laughs> um, and like, you can literally walk into the shop right now, and um, you can see all the items on the shelves, but there'll be barriers around them, so you yeah. can sit, but you can't buy it. Yeah. And I mean, that goes as simple as right. So, hey, my current complaint is my children nick my socks <laughs> all the time, right? I have no socks that don't have holes in them <laughs> or anything like that, so. 
where's everybody going? We're all ordering off things like Amazon yeah. and stuff like that to like to get those essentials that we can no longer buy in the local yeah. supermarket or the local. And none of the smaller shops are open right now. No. So what we have is like freedom has, is, is being controlled in a way that in any previous year mm. would have been unthinkable. Mm. Like the idea that, um, the, the idea that we would accept the loss of what we consider to be basic freedoms, yep. not just accept it, but welcome it, right? Because yep. that was the thing that really shocked me and you, wasn't it? Because we always think we're, we kind of kick out the system a little bit mm-hmm. and um, not anarchist types, no. we're definitely not that, no. but, we're, but we, we, the, the idea of questioning authority, and I think that's something to do with the, the British culture does that yeah. anyway. It's very, it's very normal for um, us to question like, the hierarchy, if you like. Yeah, I think the, the ease at which they locked us down second time round... Scary. Really, yeah, frightened me that everyone yeah. just went, all right then. <laughs> yeah, and, including us. <laughs> yeah. Because, and we talked a lot about this in terms of why have we behaved this way and why is this uncomfortable? And I think that's the problem with the losses of small freedoms mm. is because the consequent, the, the, the loss of a small freedom you don't think is of consequence mm. because the consequence of, of fighting for that small freedom is too great, yeah. right? So it's like, so for example, in the time when we were getting the three and a half thousand euro fines, um, because we happened to have been out for an hour and 20 minutes instead yeah. of an hour, yeah. like, my human right should be, I should be allowed to go wherever I like. Yeah. If I'm not doing anybody any harm, um, and I'm not on someone else's territory, like, why shouldn't I go anywhere I like? Um, and yet, I was like, well, it's not worth the argument. No, exactly. Like, yeah. For an extra 20 minutes or an hour, yeah. you know, I'd rather not lose three and a half grand. Yeah. You know, and have that argument. So, and that's the problem with the loss of small freedoms mm. is because you we all give them up quite easily mm-hmm. um i should well, bash my finger on this thing i don't know <laughs> so yeah i think that also because we're all fighting other fights at the moment uh, yeah you know people are either sick themselves or looking after sick relatives or fighting for their business or fighting for their job or trying to find a new job or career or trying to keep their relationships together yeah, with their other halves or their, their kids or yeah. like not this time around but first time around so i think we were all so distracted with having to work out our own new reality whatever yeah. that would be that things like that was just like oh whatever yeah yeah we've got more important things <laughs> yeah, to worry about and exactly. And that's scary, yeah. right? Because, because it, it puts us in a position where we just dis, we accept uh, the authorities to be able to dictate on a huge level what we, we can do. And I made the mistake, mistake it might not be a mistake, but I won't know if it was a mistake or not, probably for years to come. But um, one of the references from the outset of this was the book 1984, <laughs> wasn't it? And... One uh, and, and if 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 you've been listening to any of our podcasts, um, the common th- theme through these podcasts is generally about remaining optimistic, like stepping up, challenging yourself. Um, be careful about what uh, what information you take in and all this kind of stuff, and and all this kind of stuff. 
So we were very in that state of mind, um, certainly at the beginning of this uh, whole whole crisis through 2020. And I was like, I'm, everyone keeps referencing 1984, and I've never read it. Like, I left school quite early. Um, I didn't go to university. My school wasn't the greatest school in the world, to be honest. So the books like that were never really introduced no. to me. And um, and I read 1984, and my God, it's, it's one. It's quite a dark book anyway, and there's no light in it, but. You can see how uh, the giving up, the the giving up of freedoms over a period of time, where we all just accept it, and then the next generation that comes through the mm. through through, because the parents have accepted those um, that authority and those reduction in freedoms, they just consider that well, this is the way life works, and yeah. this is normality, yeah. and and that that really bothered me after I read that book. I was like. If it didn't do anything to reassure me mm-hmm. that uh, the current thing we're living through right now doesn't have echoes of, of that, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. is it dystopian world? Yeah. yeah. So, so that so understanding those types of freedoms and the fact that we're all on one, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, so neither of us are. And yeah. in fact, just to say, and we said this on a previous podcast when we talk about mindset. Going down roots of conspiracy theorists is a really um, is a lu- I almost see it like a luxury. Yeah. Right. If you have time and you have all your other stuff, like in order, your whole house in order, everything's ticking over great. Then and you have time to explore some of those rabbit holes. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. But do something with the information. Yeah. yeah don't yeah. just <clears throat> don't just investigate it and then uh, just for the for entertainment yeah, for some yeah, yeah. perverse entertainment. It's like if you genuinely believe that something's crooked or that there's a conspiracy, then become the activist yeah. that you should become to fight against it. But we've had too many fires to fight. Well, we're not the opposite road. either, are we? We don't believe everything we're being told is, no. is true um, by any means. But I guess we just got our head down and done the best we can with our particular set of circumstances, which I think is all anyone can do to a point at the moment. Yeah, and I think the... Um, there's an, there's an adjustment, isn't there? Like, yeah. we might all come out fighting. We might all come out saying, no, you can't keep us locked up or, or whatever it is if they try a third lockdown or whatever, because people have had time by that point to readjust to their, their, their new normal. And they can look at, look at other ways and no, we're not going to put up for this for long. I think it's almost a bit too early. Yeah, but the thing process. is, it's a really, it's a really interesting, it's a really interesting way of, um, subduing all of us, mm. good or bad, right? Mm. So, because because you can be like we're quite healthy people. We're very, we're we're not mass, We're not like fitness gurus, you no. know. We're not like these people that are just um, like obsessively concentrate on what nutrients we take in our foods yeah. and like exercise plans and that. We have a we have a routine that we follow to keep us in reasonable shape. So and as such, we have. We don't necessarily have a fear of, like, well, what happens if we got ill, mm. right? But there's another side of that message, right? Messaging, which is, yeah, but you could be ill or not know it. Yeah. And it your actions could harm somebody yeah. else. And um, and that, so it's a really, it's a really interesting message in yeah. that respect, right? It's like, well, you might not be scared, but you should be scared for somebody else. Yeah, yeah. And it's, a, it's almost like the, um, the scenes where you have, um, like, in these movies, I don't know. Mission Impossible or whatever, where you always have the 
hero and he's got he's been like beaten up and he's tied to a chair he's had a gun they go give me the information he's like oh, i'll never give it to you no and you think <laughs> no it's impossible and then they go yeah and then they hold it to his partner or, yeah. his, or some woman yeah, or yeah, 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 child yeah. and he go all right i give up <laughs> yeah okay it's all of this information right yeah. It feel, it's like that kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. story, yeah, right? Yeah. It's like, well, you can, if you're generally, if you're someone who is a good person who generally cares, that you can't help but be affected by that messaging. No. Whether you, like, whether you believe it or not, you can't help but have a response to that message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. So I think, it's, it's a, that's a tool, isn't it, that, that people can use in, in this? I think it's, it, I think it's fascinating. I think yeah. it's a, like, it's a fascinating interesting time to live well, to see I, how we can all be have our freedoms just completely yeah. disappear because i i said from the outset that if if it's only affecting these certain groups of people mostly um, right. i mean i was saying to you this morning wasn't it that even the daily mail have actually printed an article yeah contrary like, to the yeah daily, like yeah. debunking everything supposedly which was really strange to see in like main, mainstream media but um that if, if if that is the case, if it is only mostly affecting older people or people with underlying illnesses or whatever it is, then why aren't we all mobilising just to protect those people? The rest yeah. of us get on with our lives as normal. Yeah, Let's yeah. put in measures, financial measures, um, all sorts of protection, like home deliveries, whatever it is, to protect those specific people. Yeah. Why should we all get locked down? Well, there's I've no always argument. thought that was odd. Well, there's one argument to suggest that this problem has been evolving, like the understanding yes. yeah, of yeah, the yeah. problems evolving all the time. Yeah. So, so although that has been the message most of the way through, hasn't it? That yeah, it is these yeah. these vulnerable groups. But I don't know. Well, I don't think we'll ever know. Well, I think we could talk about this for days and just go round and round in circles until you know for a few years' time, and we'll be able to all look back with hindsight and go, ah. Oh. Well, the other thing <laughs> yeah. is you have to kind of question, like, because I think we're all aware. Right, yeah. and we've all been aware since, um, since this came and kind of started to raise its ugly head in January and February, and, and it really got properly named in March onwards. Um, that there's a monster in the cupboard, mm. right? And the and we all thought we knew the name of that monster mm. in March, mm. and now, now we're all like, well, I know there's definitely a monster in the cupboard because yeah. there there absolutely is. I don't know what it what it is anymore. Yeah, yeah. and that's the uh, whether or that's who, the yeah, who it is or where yeah, it's from. or how many of the bloody things are, <laughs> are in the in the cupboard. You know, so uh, is now the monster in the cupboard the future of the economy? Is now the yeah. like what is it? So we've all got this sense of doom because we're all hyper aware that there is a monster in the cupboard, but yeah. we just don't understand. Well, how do I deal with this? Well, I don't think we're equipped no. to deal with this on a on a human like on an individual basis. But I think it's really important for, and I'm not suggesting that we have any of the answers whatsoever, no. but I do think that we we should take time to consider, okay, should personally we be taking responsibility, right? Because that's the thing with freedom, right? There's a responsibility associated with freedom that previously none of us have had to worry about well, on, a, on a macro level, yeah. right? Well, that brings me to what you were saying about the, overall freedom and then individual freedom because I think if you can work on your individual freedom at this time within the parameters of the overall freedom right um that's that's creating not only freedom for you now and something that you can control which is what we all desperately need at the moment is feeling that we're controlling stuff 
but you're also kind of building your life for so much more freedom when hopefully yeah the, hopefully the world returns to normal and and by that i mean for example us being here um i mean we we kind of designed a life that isn't like massively financially abundant we we've not got millions in the bank as we're we're quite open and honest about I mean, yeah. you know loads of these kind of coaches and that say yeah get to six and seven figures in three months or whatever it is i mean that's just nonsense yeah um but what we have done is um time is our most precious commodity which 100%. we always realized quite early on yeah so we built for ourselves we designed a life of freedom and um wealth in the sense of time yeah in, in the sense of we are where we want to be, when we want to be, doing the things we want to be yeah. most of the time. Yes, yeah. we obviously all have chores and responsibilities and work to do yeah. and, and food to put on the table, etc. But the majority of the time, we are governed by our own whatever Compass. it is we have yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, yeah and I, th- I think, well, that feeds nicely onto the rest- like how like freedom is the... like. The, the you have to take the consequences of the responsibilities of having freedom mm. right so because we all it's something we've all taken for granted for a very long time whether it be personal or on a macro level that basically the systems and life is all driving you towards gaining your own freedom even as a child right it's like your parents are can, are building you up to be the best adult that you can be, hopefully, if you come from that kind <laughs> yeah. of home that allows, that is yeah. empowering you to be that thing. And even on the negative sense, if they're not doing that, those experiences are are creating you to be a, 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 a capable adult, yeah. right? But the whole purpose is that the moment you turn, you go from child to adult, that you're expected to take the responsibilities, the freedoms that that gives. Yeah. And those responsibilities aren't just, well, they're, they're on a fundamentally basic level in terms of shelter, mm-hmm. food, mm-hmm. yeah, so they're the keepers, and then health is another one, right, in mm-hmm. terms of your own, how you manage your personal health, and you can see people's, um, sorry, just to say, I had toast at the beginning of this. No, this you don't morning. have toast, and you do. Awesome. I just, you were just giving me that look, that, that look, I need no, to tell Lee he's got back. this. No, no, the fly Oh, is Bob back? back? Yeah. Bob the fly is back. I was waiting for him to land on your head. Yeah. <laughs> when your wife gives you that look and it's like, yeah, I need to tell him, but I don't know how to tell him. Um, anyway, so, and you can see people's um, appetite for taking certain responsibilities for certain freedoms, right? So, for example, you can go out and, like, my weakness, if I buy a packet of digestive biscuits, right, and I'm perfectly... Even now and not now, I'd go and buy as many packets of digestive biscuits as I like and give me a cup of tea and a whole packet of digestive biscuits and I'll ruin myself. Yeah. I'll actually get two thirds of the way through and my tongue starts to ulcer. <laughs> I've had that. And my tongue will start to, like, you know when you get the little bump on the side of the tongue because you had too much of something, yeah. like too much sugar. And I'm like, yeah, but just another. And I will, <laughs> it will become my mission to finish that packet. Oh right? So, and if I... If I had one of them a day, yeah. which I, I'm more than capable of doing, um, I'd, I'd, be, I'd, I'd be heart attack material, yeah. right? I'd be very overweight. Um, very, I'm grumpy. very grumpy. <laughs> very grumpy. Very um, grumpy. Because I would be, yeah, it would make me miserable. Yeah. yeah? And, but nobody's stopping me from buying that thing. But, my, but the point is, I have the freedom to do that thing 
but I, I, I understand the negative consequences and so I take the responsibility not to do Which that. Which is actually giving you more freedom. Yes. Because it's making you, you feel better, you don't have to wrestle with that decision all the time, so you're free from that temptation. Yeah. Um, so by not buying them in the first place, by making that decision being responsible, as I say, you're, you're getting yourself more freedom. Well, and, and this is the important aspect of freedom generally, I think, because as the part, part of freedom is your human ability to assess risk, mm. right? So we talked previously about when why people get so, like why we seem to be living in an age where everybody's just online and just piling on on people and being mm. really aggressive and all this kind of stuff. The thing we talked about was how risk, like how we think it, that I have a theory that everybody's risk assessment is is like dialed up to yeah. ten. Everything's a threat, yeah. right? So, and twenty twenty and social media kind of seems to have brought that out in people. But we all had this innate ability to um, assess risk, and we and part of being alive and surviving from one day to the next is working out. Okay, if I do that, either I, I'm going to either hurt myself or somebody else, or either immediately or at some point in the future. Mm-hmm. And we're always assessing risk-reward because the reality is walking down the stairs in the morning is a risk. As I proved yesterday. Yeah, you fell down the stairs <laughs> yesterday. I wasn't there, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you didn't push me. <laughs> no, no. You, what happened? You were just... I, a- I just- didn't have any shoes I was in like sock feet and we have wooden stairs don't we so they, they were slippery and I just I was looking at the cat I wasn't paying any attention I just, just slipped on, boom, 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 on my backside down the, <laughs> the stairs yeah not good and landed the bottom. I was like well that's one way to get down <laughs> yeah well, at least you were laughing about it yeah but the point is there is a risk yeah right but should you not be allowed to go downstairs anymore because no. there's an associated yeah, risk because exactly. you and you can actually point to a recent event that potentially could have killed you, yeah. right? Or broken a bone or, yeah, yeah. or whatever, right? Or hospitalised you or whatever, right? So, but it's it, that's for you to decide that risk, yeah. right? So when we, the problem is when we give, if, when we start giving somebody else the responsibility for our risk, it's a bit like when you see an overprotective parent, yeah. right? So you can see the bad the 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 weakness that the child is is being is kind of growing in the child and not right? just overprotective parents but as we said on another podcast if you don't give your kids the opportunity to um to have adversity and yeah. um, competition and things like that then they won't learn that sense of responsibility for themselves regardless of whether you're overprotective or, yeah. or not and and they need to get their bumps yeah they need to get there because there's there is you can't be afraid of uh like of getting hurt or, yeah. or being these things because it's a bit like if, if we all if we all believed that um, we should dial down our idea of risk to a really sub level then we'd all be just a bag of just jelly yeah. because you'd never pick up a you'd never go for, you'd never go on a run no. you'd never pick up a, a weight no. you'd never do and the reality is with with specific our brains and our bodies are specifically designed to not just assess risk, but to take on the negative consequence of that risk yeah. in one way, shape, or form, and grow from but it, that, and get that's, stronger that's, from it. I think responsibility is the, is the key, and, and again, bringing it back to personal freedom and responsibility uh, and um, the, the, the general landscape that we're in at the minute. I mean, we when all this first came in, it, it sounds a bit kind of extreme, but we took the responsibility, like, 
well, let's grow loads of stuff because we don't know where this is going. But that kind of made us feel like we had that control that even if yeah. the whole world started zombies or walking up and down the streets, yeah. we're, ca- we're in the middle of nowhere. We can grow our own stuff. Yeah. Um, we've got chickens. <laughs> yeah, which we got <laughs> after the fact. Yeah, yeah we got and, them in, um, yeah. You know, we'd be all right for at least for a bit. Um, yeah. You know, kind of protecting you and you and yours gives you that sense of freedom that even though you're restricted, you're not relying on anybody else yeah. for, for your, your day-to-day and, and just to kind of get up in the morning. And... Well, and, then, and again, that sense of... So Stephen Covey in uh, Seven Habits uh, of Highly Successful People, I think it's called, mm-hmm. um, which I've mentioned in a previous thing, he talks about your circle of influence and your circle of concern. So, and you're basically... You, you should spend as much time on your circle of influence, like a vast majority of your time should be spent on your circle of influence and you should spend as little as possible in the circle of concern. Mm. And so the circle of concern, a great thing that kind of fits into that category is conspiracy yeah, theories. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, yeah that's And all that kind of that, stuff. Yeah. And general media, press, all that kind of stuff. It's like a lot of us British, for example, um, obsessed about Donald Trump. Yeah. Right. And the American and the American election and politics and everything else. Uh, the the one isn't, and I was guilty of that. Yeah. Because like, I I found the whole Trump thing fascinating. Yeah. Like, um, how he got in, his journey through, and obviously what's just recently happened with him. So, um, but the point is that that was my circle of concern. Yeah. So, it bears no relevance on your life, really. Exactly. <laughs> couldn't influence it. No. Whereas. Your circle of influence are things that you can touch, control, yeah. and and you can. It, the more you focus on your circle of influence in in the book in Stephen Covey's book, what he says is the more you um, concern focus on your circle of influence, the bigger that circle becomes. Mm-hmm. So uh, because the more effective you become, the more relationships you build, the better mm-hmm. you become, and then subsequently your circle of influence grows to eventually the same size as your circle of concern. Mm. So all of these factors that you're... You well, could you like, become more influential, I suppose? Precisely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and we kind of approached that that philosophy from the outset at the beginning of the year, didn't we? We were like, we need, we used it, we used different terminology for it. We said that like, we're just going to focus on what we could control. Mm-hmm. Not that we could control what we grew. I have the most embarrassing carrots <laughs> that I ever grew they took me all year um I, when did i plant them like april yeah. or something and zach was out in the garden he said dad i found some more carrots and i was like wonderful and he pulled them out and they were like an inch long <laughs> and about and all wobbly and wiggly the ugliest carrots go yeah you'd yeah you'd throw them at the grocer if he was trying to sell them but um so i couldn't control that but i could control my effort yeah to, and the idea of feeling like I'm contributing in some well, way to our can, Even more so than that, though, you can control that because taking that to another level, you you learn from that. Just like I, I falling down the stairs, I learn not to look at the cat and look at my feet yeah, when yeah. I go up and down the stairs or put shoes on or like slippers on or whatever. And you, you with your carrots, you can like next year, right, I'm going to get a book. How do I grow <laughs> carrots? Not Carrot saying, gate. Yeah, not saying <laughs> that you would, but you can influence that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's, it's understanding what you can and can't influence. Yeah. And and if you should even bother, like, yeah. you know, if that's going to move you closer to your goal um, or make you happier or yeah. um, increase your freedom or whatever it is, if that's going to have an impact on that, then it's worth putting your time into. Well, then it's interesting why people, 
like you just made me think about why why would you spend so much time in circle of concern mm. right and like what's the appeal to it but i guess the appeal is there's no consequence to it right mm. it's a you distraction can, yeah but you can have a lot of opinions yep. and you can spend a lot of time in circle of concern and there's nothing falls over nobody yeah. can no there's there's no apart from losing time mm. nobody can blame you for anything yeah no one can apply res- a, accuse you of being responsible for anything because it's in the concern area yeah. right which is where you can just be vague and what did you say about um you were looking at something on linkedin lurkers yes there's there's a terminology for people that don't actually engage on social media in particular uh linkedin, LinkedIn. uh and they're called lurkers where they're at, very active but they don't they don't they don't interact with anyone no. they just watch yeah and and that's the thing in and circle. percentage is huge. It's something like ninety percent of that's the crazy. people on LinkedIn are, are lurkers. Are lurkers? Yeah. yeah. So, so that's interesting. With concern, is you can be a lurker. Yeah. Um. And there, and as, as I say, as a losing time, there's no consequence. But if you're if it's in your influence, all of those things generally are deemed to be your responsibility. And and it's perception as well, isn't it? Because if it, you think if you're a lurker. That that feels safer because yeah. you're not putting your your head above the parapet. You're not um, staking your name on anything. Yeah. You're you're just kind of sitting, as you say, watching. But actually, it's way less safe, way more dangerous because yeah. you you have no influence. No, you're governed by everybody else. You're yeah. including your emotions, your mindset. Everything's yeah. governed by what you're seeing or hearing. So you're you actually become really impressionable. Yeah. Um. Not for the right reasons. Yeah. And uh, so. Taking personal responsibility for what you can influence mm. is a way of also managing what you your freedoms are. So mm. coming back to the freedom piece, mm. you and fr- having freedom is a responsibility. Ha- you have to protect it, right? Mm. You have to protect it from external factors um, by policies, mm-hmm. and but also local factors because. Like I have family members at the moment who, unfortunately, are going through some serious health issues right now. But one of the reasons why, and their freedoms are entirely removed. Like mm-hmm. they, just the capacity, there has been instances, just the capacity, the freedom to be able to walk from one room to another mm-hmm. has been removed for them on mm-hmm. occasion. And it's like, well, that's a consequence of not imp- impacting the circle of influence they had mm-hmm. over their health. Mm-hmm over the previous decades mm. right the, and so we're all we'll we all have to live and breathe that and that's um where it ties into business quite nicely mm. because people think um that by leaving a job that they hate or by having this opportunity to create this business themselves whatever that whatever that enterprise is because they're passionate about it and they're enthusiastic about it that it's all roses right mm. it's all great but and, and they get the freedom to, they don't have to go into the office at nine anymore. No, exactly. And, and, and all this kind of stuff. But so there's always really, too much freedom sometimes because they don't well, know which way to Well, they go. don't understand, the, but nobody yeah. tells them, right, yeah, you have the freedom, but you also have the responsibility yeah, yeah, to exactly. maintain that yeah. freedom. Yeah. And that responsibility is actually, in a lot of cases, doing the stuff that you don't want to have to do. Yeah. You know, it's scary, right? It's like you still have to show up and you still have to make those calls that you're scared to do. Mm-hmm. You still have to have that difficult conversation with the nightmare customer who just wants? Who's just decided that you're the enemy, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and you can't avoid it, right? Because um... but there is, it's interesting. Just to go back a step, just because something you um you said just now reminded me of of um when you said about 
not having the freedom to kind of walk from one room to the other, you say would be like your ultimate lack of freedom, also with like being in prison or something. Because yeah. that, that reminded me of, um, I think it was the Obstacle is the Way book, when right. somebody is falsely imprisoned yeah. for a massive amount of time. It's something like 20, 30, maybe even 40 years. I can't remember. It's a huge amount of time and they were wrongly imprisoned. Yeah. And, he was um, a boxer, I think, wasn't he? Yeah, and, and, and they, they talk about well, how did you... How did you get through that? How did you, you know? And he said, "Well, I've always got the freedom of my mind. Yeah. You can take away everything from me, yeah. but you can't take away this. And yeah. I've always had the freedom. And I think that's really powerful that you have the decision to be responsible for your mind yeah. and not just be a victim yeah. and and be like, oh, this has all happened to me, and yeah. uh, I can't do anything about it. Which, my God, if anyone's got the right to, is somebody that's like that, that's where that's happened. Hundred yeah. percent. Um, but he chose not to, and um, I think Nelson Mandela talks about the same kind of thing as well yeah. that you you can't um, you can't encage somebody's mind or take away no. those freedoms. But I think when it comes back to business, um, you you the term like freelancer you would think somebody's free to do whatever they want as a, as a freelancer this, this is why lots of people go down that road because they, yeah. they find it free and um self-employed you know you, again the words show it yourself you're depending on yourself yeah business owners but interestingly what i find and we've certainly been there and, and i'd say we're still there to an extent but we're we're beginning to work our way out of that as certainly over the last couple of years with our traveling, etc., is to not be the business and yeah. it all be you. And because I remember at the uh, Tony Robbins event, because there's a huge amount of business owners in the room, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, the, I can't remember. The vast majority of people at those Most events. Most people are either yeah. self-employed freelancers or um, business owners. And uh, one of the first things Tony Robbins says is, um, you know, uh, why why are you guys all here? Like, is it this? Is it that? And and uh, um, freedom is that, is that lot? Really? And uh, you know, like most people put their hands up, and he's like, and how many of you are self employed or working for yourself? And, and most people put their hand up, and he's like, how's that going for you? <laughs> <laughs> and everyone laughs because you don't have any freedom. No. You suddenly become a complete slave to whatever it is you've created, whether that's a, a small business or whether it's your own talent in in something or whatever that is. Yeah. And you, you've got way less freedom than you had when you could close the door at 5 p.m. and leave your office. Have your hour home. lunch break yeah, in the middle exactly. of the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so um, I think that's the journey we've been on and that's something I want to kind of explore now and in, and in further um, podcasts is create, if you're at the beginning of your business journey or, right, or if you're right up to your neck in it and you're finding like, yeah, I've got no freedom, you're listening yeah. to this and going, you're absolutely right, um, is creating ways that, you can have your business set its, you know, look after itself to a point and you are stepping away from it. And we've talked about working on the business. Yeah. We've talked about things like profit first, where yeah. the business has its own money and you're not associated with that. Uh, and yeah. so, so you have to kind of really work on creating a thing. It's almost like a child, you know, you're, you are creating this thing so that well, you can it, step away. Yeah. And it's like, so all about, <coughs> so you're the pain that people feel when they're in that situation when they're on the front line like any pain response that you're in and pain can like demonstrate itself in lots of different ways right it can be acute obvious pain it can be depression it can be yeah. boredom it can be any number of things right it can be, but the reality is what they are is they're, they're little warning flags trying to get your attention to, to look at something that you're not seeing that mm. you're not 
you are not taking responsibility for dealing with, yeah. right? That's that's always been our philosophy in it, isn't it? It's like there's something not right, and I don't know what it is because it can't tell you what it is, but no. you've got to figure it out. Yeah. So when you're in a business and and you're miserable because you're running around like a madman or madwoman just trying to deliver whatever the service is and it feels like that's all you ever do and you can't see the wood for the trees that's you're in pain and what it means is you're not taking responsibility for the, the some aspect of the business that um you should you should control and that could be you just haven't got enough staff or you haven't got the systems to be able to identify with you could yeah. get stuff in yeah. um and those systems can range from anything from identifying well does the business make any money and and what do I need to do to make the business money and how can we recruit and what value do they need to build into the business all of those factors as a business owner Mm -hmm. as the one steering the ship you're the one that's got to work that out but the problem is nobody comes up to you in business and for anybody that's not in business listening to these things there's this kind of myth that those that have got a successful business have all got it worked out we're all making it up as we go along. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. The only ones that probably have some idea what's go- what's going on is when you see bigger businesses where they pull in execs and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And But a vast majority of small to medium-sized businesses and maybe larger ones, I don't know, we have no... Well, it's interesting you say that, actually, because um, Sarah Blakely that we were talking about yesterday on her podcast, uh, on uh, Tony Robbins' podcast about her business, Spanx, um, she, she had, there was a Q&A at the end of the, the interview um, and somebody had said to her, I think it was something along the lines of, what was your scariest time in business? And she was like, well, there's been loads of scary times in business. But she said, the thing, the time I felt kind of most unhappy was um, when she was building her own family. She's got four kids. She stepped down as CEO. She was still heavily involved in the business, but she wasn't CEO. Right. And um, and she had somebody else as CEO for quite a long time, I think. Um, but she, she said it, it was the wrong person. And she stepped back in as CEO in 2014. Um, but the reason she'd stepped away in the first place wasn't just because she wanted a family, but it was because she felt like she was always in the negative place in the business. Right. It was like, if the problems were big enough, they'd come up yeah, to her yeah. and she was constantly firefighting. She wasn't doing any of the like development stuff that she liked to do and the product and the yeah, marketing. And that, was, that was all the stuff she'd built a business for in the first place. Mm. So when she stepped back in as CEO, she made that a priority. Like, yes, right. she would still have to deal with problems because she's CEO, but she made it a priority that she was dealing with product and she was dealing with marketing because that that's her her genius, you know, yeah, her yeah. best place to be. Yeah. Um. So I, I think that, as you're saying, you, something's, something's broken, but also you need to kind of look at yourself and why did you do this in the first place? What lights you up? Yeah, because yeah. if you're not making yourself happy... Um, and I and I don't mean like every day is going to be la di da. That's not the way the world is. But you you have to kind of fill your own cup first because otherwise your business is going to fail at the end of the day. Yeah, and um, yeah, well that that all feeds into purpose, like yeah. and all this kind of stuff. But yeah, the um, the reality is, is if you're in business, vast majority of the time, what you're doing is you're you're constantly going right. Okay, I need to go from here to here, and. I'm not entirely sure how to do that quite yet, so I'm going to look at my peers. Yeah. How have they done it? And oh, there's a fire over here. I've got to put out. Right, okay. Um, right, what strategies work to put that fire out? Right, yeah. and then so you go off and you might get consultants in, or you'll go and do a load of research around what that problem actually means and everything else. And then you're like, kind of go right, okay. I think I've got the solution. You stick it on and you go. Is it work? No, no, it's not work. You get something else, and you get something else, and that's 
and that's how business is yeah, right yeah. it's like it's very you hear a lot of people selling like how to go from zero to a million or and all this kind of stuff use this formula or buy this book and it's like this is the teacher how to create the perfect business the reality is that doesn't exist yeah because the business that you create is as unique as you are yeah definitely. And, and so you're all what it is is it's a, it's a a mix of experiences that you've had experience your team have and then experience your customers are having yeah and this kind of weird individual blend yeah that ends up and don't get me wrong there are fundamentals yeah, that course, you have yeah, to do yeah. but the rest is all kind of right does this work well, i think that the, the the messages at the moment um that i see a huge amount of because i follow you know an extensive amount of marketing gurus and business gurus is this kind of go from naught to millions mm. in a few months and oh you just have to do x y and z and it will all fall in place but and that I think, as I say, I think it's dangerous because so many people buy into this, yeah. and and they get, think they're failing when they're doing it. They're actually yeah, doing you well. get in it, and you're kind of drowning in because you try to go too fast. Yeah. Um. And yeah, you're 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 just drowning in all this noise. Um. You're looking at everybody else, thinking, "Oh, they're all doing much better than me," which normally isn't the case anyway. Yeah. Um. And yeah, it, and you completely feel like your freedom's taken away because you you've become a, this huge chain around your neck which is is your business yeah um so I, th- I think to get back that freedom is to kind of start smaller or or think not think smaller um i think you should always always think big but take take more time about it be patient um and, and learn it's a yeah. it's a learn your craft right yeah. so because i actually saw um i mean we've kind of gone off a bit of a tangent uh, from freedom but uh, just to say that I saw something from a, uh, it was something written by, uh, the, he was the editor or owner of some quite famous, not lad magazine, but that type of thing, right? right. It was like a, like a, it was very much a men's type, uh, like, I don't know, not Esquire, but something along them lines, right. right? But he basically put something up where he, he, he said something along the lines of, if I see another... Like, make a million by buying my course for three grand or ten grand. He said, does anyone... And he he asked the question, he said something like, does anyone else see these as, like I do, as just scams and these guys are just, like... And he just completely tore them apart. And I was like, you're so right. He went on a bit of a tirade about how it was... um, There's people out there that are really who need money now, who mm. need to be safe and who mm. need legitimate sources of be- and help. Mm. And you've got these guys going out there going, just give me, come to my seminar yeah, and pay yeah, me yeah. five grand or three yeah. grand and you'll be a millionaire. And if you well, don't... It's the whole, um, what's his name? The Wolf of Wall Street, um, sell me this pen thing. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I can't remember his name, his name But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... it's 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 snake oil in a lot. Well, that's what we talked about yeah. yesterday, right? On yesterday's podcast, one of the things uh, one of the things we were finishing off on was it has to be you have to have your customer like their best interest in mind, yeah. and things have to be um, I can't remember the terminology I use, but it has to be ethical, and right? Yeah, because I, I think you... to a certain extent that you know the better ones out there that have. They've got their testimonials that certain people may have used whatever widget it is and, and done really well from it. 
that's not necessarily down to that course or that widget. It's, it's going to have a lot to do people. with that person yeah. and how they, I mean, just like, again, like we were talking about Sarah Blakely yesterday, that she got spanks into these certain department stores and most people were good on, oh, job done. Yeah. But she went out and stood in those department stores for 10 hours a day selling it herself. Exactly. Because she, that was her. Exactly. It's got nothing to do with the product, the store it was in or yeah. anything else. That's 100% to do with her. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, you, you see these success stories that, oh, they, they did my course and now look at them. It's just like, eh, really? I think that's more to do with that person's character and, and yeah. um, work ethic and everything else than necessarily just your course. It may be part of it because, as you say, there are things you need to know. There are fundamentals. Well, and it's stuff that we've learned over the Absolutely. years that we haven't necessarily followed... The, what they wanted us to do yeah but we've checked we've gone oh yeah we've kind of heard that bit from over there before yeah and you start when you start absorbing lots of content so if you're in business or start your business journey we do highly recommend just absorbing as much content yeah. as you can through audible like going just processing lots of books podcasts, podcasts <laughs> yeah. youtube just everything because what you'll find is through the noise there are some common yeah, like clearly like that everybody's using yeah. that all works and you're like right okay i'll just take that bit out of that two hour thing i yeah. just looked at yeah and like this five minute bit was really useful but i think building your business in terms of going back to freedom a to stand on its own two feet is it is a yeah. real must but b your happiness because um i think I think it's Steve Jobs that says um, or said, um, if you do what you love, um, you'll never work a day in your life or something right. like that. I can't remember the exact the exact words, but I think it's him that says that. Um, but I slightly disagree because I, I've known so many people, especially in the wedding business, where there's lots of um, one man band artists. Yeah. In, in France, they call entrepreneurs artisans, and I think yeah. I think that's a really not entrepreneurs, um, self-employed people artisans, because I think that's a great word for it, because yeah. they are artists. Yeah. Um, and so whether that's florists or cake makers or dressmakers, they are, you know, very talented at, at something yeah. they do, and they love it, and that's why they go into it. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the time, they fall massively out of love with it because they barely get to do the bit they love. Yeah. They have to do all these other bits that they don't love, yeah. like accounting and and all this stuff that bores them to tears and or dealing with complaints or whatever it is and they spend 90% of their time doing that 10% doing the bit they love yeah so I've always kind of flipped that statement on its head and it's it should be love what you do yeah and it doesn't matter what it is that you do whether it's your talent or or it's just something that you that you know um resonates with you but love what you do and you'll never work a day in your life yeah yeah, um, yeah. rather than do what you love and I, I think that's a really key distinction and because that's how you're going to have freedom right because yeah. uh, and we really enjoy business every day don't we uh, yeah it's, it's and like... it, well i think you're uh, and again to highlight the point of freedom there's a responsibility you have we have the responsibility when you uh of, when we build a business and that we're in we're, in, we're currently running th- like two core enterprises right so say it which is a startup and smiley boot yeah. right so our our heads on the block, right? Uh, on the chopping block. If we're, if the, in terms of financially yeah. for those, the investment that goes into developing them and their success, yeah. right? And the responsibility of who we introduce into it, who yeah. who we uh, to work in it, or whether it be to who we do business with, yeah. right? Uh, reputationally uh, and financially and everything, we put our ourselves on the line. Yeah, and and I mean we we haven't got staff at the moment because we've streamed everything back. But normally staff. 
um, on, um, franchisees, but also in our particular line of work and, and other people that are listening to this that are in the wedding industry, your customers, because yeah. we deal with an emotive um, you know, service yeah. and, and also in Say It, we're, especially with the care homes that we're working with, yeah. the potential to disappoint people all the time is yeah. very, very real. Yeah. So you have to, you, we've, we've got our head on the chopping block from that point of view as well. Yeah. And so, but externally, people might think, well, it's that our, our children do it, right? It's like, oh, I really want to be a boss. Like yeah. the freedom you get to be the boss. You can, you can decide when you work and when you don't work. And you can just say to somebody, okay, well, no, I'm not prepared to do that. Well, they often say, uh, well, at least you, don't, you haven't been at school all day, yeah. mum and dad. You've just been at home, sat on the sofa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but to have the freedom to make those choices, yeah. there's this huge level of um, responsibilities that we take on to be able to give us that choice. Yeah. Because if we were in a job, like when I was working in banking, like I was very acutely aware that I wasn't responsible for out, like outcome. Yeah. Like I knew very specifically what my job entailed, and especially when I was building Smiley Booth, yeah, you and I was, I was building Smiley yeah. I was like, right, I am going to fit into this tiny little, these parameters of my role do and essentials. do nothing else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so, and my... I used to have Smiley Booth website stuff up on, on my screen with a kill button. <laughs> yeah, I could, yeah. I could switch off if somebody yeah, came behind me. Exactly. And I used to do... <laughs> I've been that... replying to customer emails while still trying to do my job. Yeah, well, I had a, I had a great... I, I, I still... Sorry, Adrian, if you're listening. Yeah, well, <laughs> and Mark, my old boss. <laughs> yeah. like, I had a, a great relationship with him, but... And he was a great, he's a great guy. He's a really nice guy. But you could see he was a bit, um, like he was pulling his hair out with me a little bit. And he, we, we used to sit down and he used to, and he used to do my like one-to-ones or like my reviews. So, and he, and he had, always had this tactic where he would say, um, he, he never, he never liked to give bad news. Right. Right. So his way of doing it was that he would, he would rely on you being self-critical. Right. Okay. So you had to get graded every every quarter and it's either quarter every half year or whatever it was and your grade would determine your pay rise right right i sucked at my job right (laughs) for the last couple of years of doing it right i was not very good employee because i was just obsessing about the business right so i stayed within a very set specific set of parameters but i used to manage staff so i knew this game he was playing right (laughs) so he used to say to me sit there and he used to go right lee how are we doing and we have like small talk yeah. and we talk about like life or whatever and then you go right so let's so obviously you know we have to do these reviews and we have to grade and I think grade was like A to D or whatever it was and so he used to say to me he, he I knew he wanted to grade me like D <laughs> or a C right he was like I'm not, Lee does not deserve an A right that was his philosophy and I could see it was written all over his face but he, so he'd said, he'd go, it's been tough, hasn't it? It's been a tough few months for you. You've been very busy doing this, very busy doing that. It must be really hard to... I'd be like, yeah, yeah, Mark, yeah, yeah. And then he'd say, yeah. And so he'd go, right, how would, uh, how would you feel about your grade? What grade would you give yourself? Like this. And he'd be very... And he would have spent the previous, like, 15, 20 minutes, like, building me up to me grading. And, of course, he would be hoping that my state of mind was to be like... Yeah, I think I've done really badly and maybe a D in the hope that he might turn around and go, I didn't think you you're that know bad. You very well, no. So I so I sat there and I go, Yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. I think I'm an A. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd look at me and go, An A. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah. I think under the circumstances, and like as you said, like all of these challenges, 
I think I've done really well under the circumstances. <laughs> and we used to play this game every quarter. And, he used to, and I, used, I could see it got to the point where he was just like, Jesus, I've got to have this conversation with Lee. <laughs> just and, leave and do your business, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, and he was just like, it got to the point where he would have to sell me down from an A, right? And he'd have to have this whole negotiation. Like, I think you're really a C, Lee. And I knew him, what he really meant was I was a D. So we'd meet in the middle. And um, and then the day that I handed in my um, resignation uh, and just said, look... I've, he was relieved. He was like, I knew it was coming. And then he was like, so uh, is there any other franchises? Are you, when are you, are you talking about franchises? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'll keep you in mind, Mark. <laughs> but great guy, brilliant guy. But yeah, I don't know how we got into that. But um, I have no idea how we but got your, into that. But your, your responsibility... Yeah. Oh, yeah, the responsibility. So, yeah, it was his, the responsibility for the job. Yeah. And for my success was his job. Yeah. You know, it's like, I knew I just had to do this little well, bit and really, I could walk away. Well, really, his boss's, boss's job. Exactly. Because, as you said, he turned around at the end and went, any franchises available? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like... Yeah, it's just, it was all just, yeah, it's a game. It's yeah. just a game. But, so, and to highlight that on a macro level, going right back to the beginning of this episode when we were talking about what's happened in 2020 and everything else, I personally never really understood when, because I've never really paid attention to politics, I never really understood the idea when people used to talk about big government and small government. Mm -hmm. I used to be like, oh, okay, it kind of makes sense, so why you wouldn't want the government interfering in everything, but because I'd never experienced the government interfering in everything, yeah. I didn't really understand what that meant. And now we have huge government. Yeah. Like it's the government literally determines whether you can walk out the gate or not. Yeah. You know, so you and we're saying, okay, I don't want the respi the responsibility of my own health and anybody else's health or mm. and the risks associated with that. So I, I will allow the government to take that. Yeah. And so as such, here's my freedom. Yeah. And that's dangerous. But Yeah, absolutely. And and as you say, taking the responsibilities and making making those decisions. Because a lot of people I think go and it, it is different with this year because we're all navigating something that's completely uncharted territory um but but a lot of the time people go oh it's the way it is isn't it you know i'm not i'm not happy in my job but hey it's the yeah. way it is or i'm not happy in my marriage oh, it's the way it is and they don't take the responsibility to do anything about it yeah thinking that they don't have the freedom to do anything about yeah. it but you really do yeah. by whether that marriage is by getting out of it or going to counseling and improving it yeah. or whatever it is or that job is changing it or or not having a job at all and, and actually having a business or whatever it is you want to do or as i said earlier moving from the city to the country or whatever it is that will change your life and give you more freedom freedom of your mind yeah and freedom of your circumstances within the the larger parameters at the moment yeah um is is essential because if 2020's taught us anything it's that you can't take life for granted it, no. it, it can the whole entire world can flip within yeah. a couple of weeks to something that none something of us would ever have thought was possible. No. The, yeah, if, if you'd have been speaking to everybody in January and said, this is a possibility, we'd yeah. be like, you're crazy. Yeah, it's not absolutely. Even. But the other thing to remember as well is that to make big changes to in your life, it doesn't take big things, right? It's a... One thing that was said to us, um, it might have even been on that, we've referenced Tony Robbins a lot on this uh, this episode, but I think it might have been on, on that weekend where he talked about you only need to, you might only be 
two degrees off. Yes. Like you're never, you're very rarely way off. Yeah. You're, you just like a two degree change and consistently can make a big difference. And he uses the analogy of a golf ball, yeah. doesn't he? Like if you hit, if you're playing golf and you hit the golf ball and you hit it just by just two degrees off, it'll, oh, it, the initial thing won't make any difference, but as over time, it just goes off like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of where you want it to go. Yeah. And that's what we've learned over the years is that... Making tiny changes. Tiny, yeah. a, a tiny committed changes, right? Yeah. That we do every day, every, yeah. every, and we and that's why we're doing the podcast, yes. right? It's like we, it's it's like well, okay, this is our tiny two degree change yeah. in, the, in our behaviour and commitment, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we'll see where that golf ball lands yeah. on day three six five. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's the purpose of it. Yeah, which is a good place to finish for it today. It is. <laughs> so episode fourteen. Two whole weeks. <laughs> well done. Have a good one. See you tomorrow. Thank you.